Hello, I'm Sean Finnegan, and you are listening to Restitutio, a podcast to get you thinking about biblical and historical Christianity, to inspire you to follow Christ, and to convict you to lead a consecrated life. Hey, everybody. I'm really excited about this podcast and the next six that come after it. They're all faith journey stories from the 2017 Theological Conference, and they're pretty spectacular. So each is relatively short, something like 5, 10, 15 minutes, depending on who the speaker is. First up is Jonathan Favors. So without further ado, here is his faith journey. My name is Jonathan. I'm excited to be here. As I was getting ready for this, uh, I began to realize something about myself that I I try and keep in the back of my mind, but it's it's the truth. And I just felt like, you know, guys, like I'm asking him, what do you want me to talk about? How do you want me to phrase this? How do you want me to do this? And, and he's just like, just be honest. So one of the things I love to do is I love to be in the background. I love to hide. I love to try and escape from attention, get, putting attention on me. And uh, what's the funniest thing is he's, he's saying, well, today's not going to be that day. I'm going to ask you to speak. So... This connects to my faith because I've always struggled because I don't always like to give God that chance to use me. And one of the things I've always known is even though I've had that in the back of my mind, I've always wanted to run away. I see so many scriptures where Jesus calls us to love others, to love others, to let people know who the one true God is. He's always making these things known. And the thing I've always seen is I cannot be someone that wants to run away. So just I'm happy to be here. This all connects to my 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 coming to the Unitarian faith because uh, one of the things I noticed with my old Trinitarian theology was it was always focused on seeing the things that are not there. It was always the unseen. It was always like, well, it's not completely in Scripture, but it's there. We just have to go find it. And I noticed that that was my theology all the time. And at a certain point, I think it was about two years ago, I got really frustrated with that because I wanted to know who God was. I was so angry at the fact that I had to have this three-person, one God thing, and I was like, this doesn't make any sense. I don't know how to know this God. How do I know three different people at the same time who call themselves God? How do I do that? And it was a, it was a struggle for me. One of the things that broke me out of that was attending Biola University, and I had a professor there that was a Trinitarian, but he stressed, and he used to you know pound the desk and be really frustrated about the fact that the Son of God title is not a Trinitarian title. He wanted to make us make it known that it's a Messianic title. And at that time, I had never really thought about like Jesus' Messiahship. I didn't know that Christ, like I knew that Christ was a title, not his last name. I wasn't one of those people that did that. But I didn't know the connection between Messiah and Christ and how those two things are, you, those two things are so connected. So um, I had an opportunity to understand that, that he at least gave me a, a, a little breather, let me know, okay, there's something that you don't know. And then this past summer in June, I'm playing football with some high school kids that I know, and I was, I was you know, getting ready to thinking I'm about to do something amazing. I'm like at the ball, and I'm about to take off to run. And I take a step, and I hear this loud pop sound. And I'm looking around like, you know, there's kids on the sidelines, so I'm looking around like, did somebody throw something at my ankle? Like, what happened? And then I feel a pain in my ankle, boom, I, I hit the floor. And what I, what I heard was my Achilles snapping in two. And um, it was at that point that I was sidelined and I couldn't do anything else. So at that time, I was you know, laying down 
And I'm just thinking, God, I want to know you. I want to know you. I was praying that every single day because I'm like struggling to deal with this because I'm like, what if, what do I do? I don't know you. And now I have to sit here and be with you every single day. Like, what do I do? How do I, how do I, how do I deal with this? So I'm re I'm just, I said, you know what, I'm going to just start. Let's start reading through scripture. And uh, I get to Matthew 28, 19. And that verse says, Jesus says, commands us to baptize in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Then I'm reading Acts 2, 38 where it says uh, to be baptized in the name of Jesus. And I'm like, wait, why have I never heard about this, this distinction? You know, no one talks to me about these two different distinctions. So I started to do some research on that and what's, what's up with that? Then I come to people saying like, oh, that could be a corruption. And I'm like, a corruption in scripture? No one's told me about that. The scripture is perfect. It has no, there's no flaws in scripture. No one, no one translates scripture wrongly. I'm like, there's no way that can happen. Yeah, <laughs> so I, I began to research that issue and I said, okay, I, I, I was unsure on, on that issue because I wasn't sure like whether or not that was a corruption or not, but I did begin to ask myself, okay, if there's something off there, then what else am I off about? Because if I didn't know something basic as be baptized in the name of Jesus, and that's something that's in scripture, it's easy to find, I could find that anywhere. I've seen, there's multiple times where it said, I said, what else am I wrong about? So I said, let me start researching. I said, maybe I don't know God as well. So I said, maybe start researching that issue. So I started to look at non-Trinitarian sources of who do they say God is. And uh, one of the things that came up was I started to ask myself, I said, when did this person I call my Lord and Savior, when did he actually come into existence? When did he actually, uh, when was he born? Because I always had that question. I was like, you know, I, I'm a Trinitarian, so I believe he became flesh at this point. But I also began to understand, like, there's a difference between saying someone became flesh and someone was born. I had to figure out what, which one's going to win out here because it always felt different. And the other question that I wanted to ask was, what was Jesus' theology on God? Because I said, you know, I go through all these theologians and I have all these people that tell me, oh, this is, this is the conception of God. This is the conception of God. So I said, what is Jesus' conception on God? And as I began to research these things, I began to understand that my views on who God was and who my Lord Jesus was was completely different. Not just from the Bible, not just from a lot of different, when I think about like a lot of different theologians, but also just the words of Jesus himself. I started to realize that Jesus in John 18 says, I was born for this reason. He actually is making a statement there that I was born for this specific reason. So I said, how many times do I talk about when Jesus is born? I usually think about it maybe on December and it's like, hey, you know, it's like Jesus' birth, but how many times do I really think about that? Is that a big moment in my theology? Is that a big moment in my life? I also began to question when he says that, don't you know that he created them in the beginning? And I'm like, well, I say that you created them in the beginning. I don't even focus on your father. So I'm like, there's something off about what I'm doing here. So I began to say, you know what, I need to research this more. And I got in, I got in contact with uh, Anthony Buzzard and I got to got to get a copy of some of his books, Sean Finnegan's uh, podcast, Dale Tuggy's podcast, and I began to see that there's a different way to look at this. And that just blew my mind. One of the things I began to understand was that Jesus came into this world just as I did. He didn't have the same, he didn't have like a, a humanly birth, but he did have something that I did. He came into this world as a child. He had to grow, he had to learn. And these were things that were, for the first time, actually comforting me because I began to understand that he could relate to me. He could relate to feeling outcasted because he was someone that almost no one truly understood 
understood what his identity was. Even now, there's people that don't, still don't understand it. I also began to understand that his vision for life was important to him. He wasn't just saying these things so that we could just take it and garble it up. He wanted us to know who he was and he wanted us to know who his father was. As I began to realize this, you know, God, my heavenly father was challenging me saying, my son died for you to be seen, Jonathan. My son died to make you known. My son died to make, so that you can make him known. I didn't create you to be in my image so that you could be hiding away. And, I, and I'm so happy to be up here because I'm doing this in front of other people and I'm like, on the inside my heart's beating really fast, but it's like, this is something that he's called me to do, to be someone that contends for the faith. As I learned about the kingdom of God, I also began to understand that resurrection is not going to be somewhere where you're going off to heaven. He's saying, I don't want you to be off of this planet. I made this planet for you to enjoy. I made this planet for myself to enjoy. I want to enjoy you and my community and this, these people. I want them to enjoy it here. The problem is our sin that's causing these problems. It's not that I want to get rid of this place. And that was one of the greatest truths of all because I truly began to understand that God desires for me to be known. He's proud of me. He desires for me to be part of a community of people that he's chosen to do his work. And I'm proud to be that. And I, for the first time in my life, I can say that I can and will be proof that if I allow him to guide and direct me, he will show himself through me. And that is just such an amazing thing that God is saying that I want to live my life through you. I want to be seen through you. That is the honor that I bestow on every single one of you, and especially me as myself. And I'm just happy to be visible <laughs> before my brothers and sisters. And all it took was me to realize that, my, that God is my heavenly father and that his human son truly is the son of God. So thank you. Well, thanks for taking the time to listen to this faith journey with Jonathan Favors of California. If you think that this is worthwhile to share with others, please share it on social media. And if you'd like to make a comment on this post, you can do so at restitudio.org. Thanks, and stay tuned for our next episode. And remember, the truth has nothing to fear.